there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. So the other day I went to the dermatologist, right? And they were just like scouring my body. Like they were looking for coins in my folds. They were just <laughs> stunned. Yes, I guess I was unique. He said, yes. he kept going, Eureka! Yes, Every they, single time. They brought, in, they brought in all the students to take a look at the body. But he saw this mark on my body and he said, oh, you actually have this mark here in your lower abdomen. I, I really need to check it for a second and, and look at it. So we're looking at it, looking at it. It was a chocolate stain. <laughs> I literally had was, All right, welcome to the last podcast on the left. I am Ben Kitzel. That's Marcus Parks. Chocolate stained Henry Zabrowski. Who, who, who's worse? Where <laughs> was it? Where was the chocolate on stain? On my belly, underneath my clothes. So this implies you were eating a chocolate bar without a shirt on. Uh, yeah. And then you yeah. had an itch, and instead of, you know, no, washing your hands. No, what happened was, I could probably tell you exactly what was happening. I was in the middle of watching Kitchen Nightmares try. Oh. Trying to shut my brain off at night. Mm -hmm. When I try, when I'm trying to meter how many sweets I eat, I eat like little pieces of dark chocolate, and they're very brittle. So when times I'm laying on the couch and I'll eat it, little piece of dark chocolate will suddenly break off, get lodged in my chest hair because, of course, I'm eating in my underwear because it's the end of the night. And then Mm -hmm. I guess in my sleep, my body warmth melts it in the 17th in the 1700s that would make you a queen exactly you just royalty. royalty everyone is so rich now they just get to live like that i live like a little duke oh my god <laughs> it's disgusting um all right so today's episode is amazing this dude is absolutely horrific it's definitely a heavy hitter speaking of disgusting and covered in stains oh my god i don't think they've found chocolate on this man's body uh he's mostly covered in blood he's the vampire of sacramento and his name is richard chase yeah, we wanted to do someone really brutal, someone really fucked up for this yeah. Halloween. And Richard Chase, we <laughs> covered him a little bit in our Real Life Vampires episode way, 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 way back, back when. Uh, but we felt that this guy really deserved a full two episode treatment. He it, put the work in and he deserves some. He <laughs> deserves to get some credit. It comes down to, because you said that on our Reddit AMA, that the worst thing in your life is not being recognized for your work That's while right. alive. That's and, correct. And yeah. he actually wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, 
not died in 1980, but we're going to give him a go anyway. Now, we're four days away from Halloween. You could feel it in the air. Ooh. This is Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. This is Halloween. And this man uh, is probably one of the scariest serial killers of all time. Well, he was more of a spree killer. Well, he mm. was a spree slash serial killer. He was a bit of a hybrid. He okay. uh, actually killed about seven people over the span of a month in Sacramento, California in the winter of 1977. He was known as the Vampire Killer. He was known as the Vampire of Sacramento. He was known simply as Dracula. He got Dracula I from mean, his time spent in a mental ward as a child, which yeah. is a, a great nickname. <laughs> that, is, that is the only thing that stops me from giving him a nerd alert is because he got the nickname in a mental ward. <laughs> if he gave it to himself on the playground. Oh, that means you are you will eventually be a choreographer later yeah. in your life because mostly it's because you like capes. There was a kid when I was in sixth grade who was quite a Dracula himself, but he didn't, he didn't get uh, quite the respect of Mr. Chase. Yeah, Richard Chase was a schizophrenic he was a cannibal. He drank blood, didn't care where that blood came from, and reportedly had a soft, high-pitched voice. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I like it. His middle name was Trenton. <laughs> was it really? Yes. Richard Trenton Chase? Yes. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to be a lawyer, but then he just drank everybody's blood. Yeah. He so- just thought that he didn't have enough blood inside of his own body. That's the problem. Yeah. In the end, is he just thought he didn't have enough blood. <laughs> that's that's a, a sad thing to think. Yes. Yeah, so Richard Chase's childhood was unstable, but by no means was it abusive. This is not a Henry Lee Lucas that we're talking about here. His parents fought and eventually divorced, but by all accounts, Richard Chase got nothing but love and support from his parents. The worst anyone could say was that his dad was a little bit too strict every once in a while. Well, like the three yeah. documentaries I watched, they all said the same shit, where it's just being like the standard level of 1950s abuse happened in the home. <laughs> so he got oh, totally. slapped around a bit, and his parents in the divorce kind of used him a little coldly. They used him against each other, and he was weird from the very start. Yeah. So his parents were both kind of like, eh, maybe... You could have an extra weekend. You know, he's been saying he's really wanted to stay with Dad this weekend. Well, that's good because I'm a court low on blood, and Daddy always gives me the blood. Daddy, I'm a vampire. <laughs> I mean, yes, to put some perspective on it, all in the family took place in the 50s, and that was considered just hilarious. Yes. And by today's standards, it's a horror uh, sitcom. <laughs> so, Richard, uh, as far as being a weird kid, he did exhibit the McDonald triad, which meant that he was a bedwetter, he liked to start fire. Fires and most importantly, he liked to mutilate animals. He of course, really liked to mutilate to animals. mutilate animals. Of course, the McDonald mm. Triad, for those of you who don't know, is the three uh, conditions that a lot of serial killers suffer from when they are children. And it's different than the Ronald McDonald Triad, yeah. which is the hamburgers, fries, and a milkshake. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the fish fillet. The, the, uh. So, in 1960, when Chase was 10 years old, his mother confided in a neighbor, saying that she had found a cat buried in her flower boxes. The neighbor later recalled that she had remembered a large amount of cats going missing from the neighborhood while the Chase family was around. How many cats have to go missing in a neighborhood for you to remember it 20 years later? 21. I, 18. <laughs> no, I'm going low. No, no, I'm going no, low. No, no. What's the answer? <laughs> a lot. A <laughs> lot. Well, Four. Uh, we all went over. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to make a cat tree. <laughs> 
You gotta, and, you gotta plant a cat to make a cat tree. Another thing that was really weird is okay, well, not as weird. He, you know, he had a problem, problems taking baths. He never cleaned up after himself whatsoever. He liked to live in his own filth. And the other thing that was weird is that when he was left home alone in the house, he would turn the heat up to like 90, 95. It was as, as, as high, as hot as he could get it, remove all of his clothes and lie on the ground in the living room just sweltering with heat. I kind of like, he's like a little iguana. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> remind us when we were in that hotel room in Washington, D.C., oh. and you would turn the heat up to 95 degrees. Ooh. We walked in there, and you were covered in sweat, and you're like, I yeah. think my thermostat's broken. It's <laughs> like, no, you're just fucking hammered. You just turn it up to 95 in your sleep. I like it hot, man. <laughs> Higher the number, the more cozy you sleep. Now, according to people that Richard went to high school with, he was popular both socially and romantically. Guy didn't have any trouble having friends, didn't have any trouble getting dates, but the problem Richard had with girls was that he was always impotent. It is really very fucked up because also, you know, the, the word spread apparently is that he would go on dates with a couple girls and he just couldn't get it up. He just physically could not. And that's how important the penis is. The important, yeah, that's how is. important penis is to a man is that if the penis doesn't work, he will murder. Because <laughs> we see it with yeah. Andrew Chickatillo. He yeah. did the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like something about the fury of it, the, the social injustice of it, and also the fact that he was probably a budding schizophrenic, or we know for a fact that he was a budding schizophrenic. And that started to become an obsession of his. Well, the uh, mm. uh, the erectile dysfunction, that's where his obsession with blood began because Richard learned in high school that a penis becomes rigid when the flaccid member is filled with blood <sighs> following arousal. So Cialis or Viagra really could have saved seven people's lives. Do you think if he wasn't impotent, you never would have killed? Uh, I don't know. I mean, these this is where uh, this shit starts. You know, when things start, like, you don't know if there's going to be a Another trigger that yeah. puts a person on the path. You know, we talk about this again and again that, you know, there are so many people out there uh, that they are not serial killers by the grace of God. Like John Wayne Gacy may not have ever become a serial killer had he not taken that boy back to his house. Had the boy not made him breakfast and John Wayne Gacy not mm. confused yeah. the boy's breakfast knife for a murder knife yeah, and if, strangled him to death, if the John boy, Wayne Gacy may I never don't. have been a serial killer. If the boy had just ghosted John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> All of those other boys would still be alive. Yeah. What about the third? He just did it 36 more times? Or if he just took one summer vacation to San Francisco and saw that people could live free someplace else, he'd be like, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> They were products yeah. of a time. I mean, we just don't know what left or right turns these people make. Uh, but Richard's schizophrenia, you mentioned that. The schizophrenia reason that if he were to drink blood then that would fill up his penis with blood. That was the reason why he couldn't get hard was because he didn't have enough blood. He didn't have enough blood. <laughs> but that's Her not even... Pa I'm sorry, Susie. I know it's been a lovely date. I'm so glad you come out with me. I know my penis is a bit of a pancake right now, but that's just because I'm about a quart low on blood. <laughs> it's not a joke, though. That's the sound I make when I'm sad. It's opposite day. Oh. Oh, sounds sad. Ah! Okay. Ah! You gotta end the day, I That's think. That's the sound I make when I'm happy. <laughs> but that's not how you get blood into your bloodstream. You of don't course drink it's not it. how yeah. you get so blood into your I just want to clarify that to anyone who does debate maybe drinking blood. I did have a bit of that when I was eating the uh, black pudding in, uh, in Scotland. Scotland. I was Scotland. all hungover and just being like, 
Yeah, I'm all chock full of it now. I'm a regular <sighs> John Candy. I got so much blood in my damn skin. Everything tastes like iron over there. <laughs> so Richard's first attempt to fill his own penis with the blood of others came with a kitten he had gotten from his girlfriend's house. He took the kitten out back, killed it, and drank the blood straight from the animal. Next came a white dog cleverly named Sabbath, who Richard shot and tried to collect the blood pouring out of the holes with a Dixie cup. Well, that's just a comedy there. That is, uh, that's uh, If you plug one hole and then the blood goes out the other hole, then you can't, you know. He's just treating everybody like they're maple trees. <laughs> I mean, everywhere he goes, he just sees a bunch of canteens full of blood. It's kind of like in Looney Tunes cartoons when they're sitting on the, when they're on the uh, desert island and everybody turns into hams. Yeah. Ooh, that means you're hungry. <laughs> now, to Richard's credit, he did actually go to a psychiatrist about these problems. He knew something was wrong. Like, he was told. <laughs> At yeah, one he point knew- when he was drinking blood of the cat's butthole. He's like, I think there might be something wrong. But he also was concerned about his own thoughts because yeah. his thoughts were, you know, about the fact that his stomach was, he started to believe his stomach was put in backwards. Isn't as a kid where he was concerned about his blood. Yeah. He was constantly talking mm. about it. He went to the doctors and mostly he went thinking, this doctor's going to help me fix my blood problem. <laughs> but they're really listening to a kid rant about how they're like, basically show signs of severe psychosis and they were trying to like f- fuck with it, but at the time when he was talking about hurting animals, because he also he took the family dog and he would stab its paws. He would do oh. it. And he would try to cut off its feet oh. and you know do stuff, being like, "Ah, it doesn't need shoes anymore. Not that it needed shoes before. God damn it, Richard! <laughs> God damn it!" And so, and so he, um, poor dog. The doctors would at the time were like, "Oh, he's just fucking with animals. He'll grow out of this. He's just right. weird." It was the seventies, right? Uh, uh, this was 19... No, this is the late 60s. 60s. Late, okay, late 60s. Even It makes more sense. In the documentary I was watching, it said to... I forget it was... It's just called Richard Trenton Chase Serial Killer, and there was a psychologist on there who was really fucking rough. He was just this British man. He'd be like, Richard had sexual problems, and he, <laughs> it started at an early age. And the one thing you notice is that when Richard went to high school, he was a bit weird. <laughs> like, he literally just yeah. said the terms. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Obviously... <laughs> I wish they would just cut to like everyday psychologist and just a dude being like, he was fucked. He was fucked up. Nothing to do to save this guy. Yeah, well, Richard, when he went to the psychiatrist, you know, about his dick problems, he was told that suppressed anger is the most common cause of impotence, specifically anger directed towards women. And like Henry said earlier, Andre Chikatilo, he suffered from this exact same thing. Andre Chikatilo, you know, the, the ripper of Rostov uh, that we covered way earlier, Russian serial killer, he could only get hard during blood-soaked, violent acts. Ugh. Like, I'm talking, yeah. the, his was some of the most brutal kills that we have ever covered. These blood guys, not surprisingly, are the absolute worst. They're the most violent, uh, and they're the ones that are most obsessed with their penises. And I think hmm. I'm really glad that you put this in here as a little caveat. Just remember that if you are impotent, there's many other ways. Many, yes. many, many other ways to get over your impotence that does not involve murdering a woman or a man. It ask your totally. family doctor. Science Go to your doctor. family doctor. Ask them for more details. They will help you. Did scientists solve this problem before they solved scoliosis, before they solved <laughs> cancer before they've stopped uh, any sort of any kind of problem. Learn to eat pussy. 
<laughs> no, I, you can you can get over your problems. Learn with- to eat pussy and play with your asshole. <laughs> yeah, but he has to get hard. Now, regarding Chase, he had many other symptoms that we see in serial killers, from pathological lying to theft, showing no remorse or embarrassment for any of it when he was caught in the act, which he was again and again. Now, after a non-remarkable stint at the local junior college, Richard moved out of his parents' house in 1970 at the age of 20 and moved in with two girls, one he knew from high school and another he had met since graduating. I mean, to be fair, a remarkable stint at a junior college means that you participated in the most upper deckers in the dorm. You shat in the most toilet tanks, and the, everyone loved you. You're like, that's a remarkable junior college guy. You were the guys that took apart the dean's car and put it on top of the, the, the ethics building. What is a remarkable junior college experience? But he lived with two girls, which yeah. is really strange, first of all, because he was a wiry, filthy, fucked up, already very, very strange individual. But he also sort of reminds me of like when two girls move to New York and then they end up living with some modern dancer. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And he's just got like a, one of those mustaches shaved so it actually goes all the way down his neck to his chest hair like one of those guys. Yeah, all connected. <laughs> now, the girls that Richard Chase lived with described him as a filthy human being who flat out refused to take a shower and never washed his clothes. See, when they moved in with him, he had not gotten rid of all of his friends. He was a weird guy, yes, but when they moved in, he was still... I mean, it was 1970. You know, people were weird. People were strange. They could deal with that. They thought like, okay, yeah, Richard's a little weird. He's maybe a little grimy, but we can deal with him. He was also a small-time drug dealer. Yeah. So that helped, too, is that he had a lot of... That was a part of how he made his little money is that he would get... Because he got obsessed with weed and acid. Yeah. Like, in Mm. high school. And so he started... Once you're hanging out in that crowd, it's easy to have some friends because everybody's looking for somebody to smoke weed with and drop acid with. And most of the time, it's going to be a guy like Richie. Yeah. It does seem like one of the... He seems like one of those drug dealers who hangs out on the couch for five hours after he he sells you the 20 bag and then he smokes most of it. Mm -hmm. This is... Pretty good weed, right? <laughs> you know, the last weed I had, it really made me feel like my blood was bigger. <laughs> but I don't really know if that's a sativa or an indica. It's gotta go. I gotta. This weed is making me feel more like I'm a teapot. I gotta get organs. some writing. I gotta get some writing done. Yeah! Can... I'm having a good time. Okay. <laughs> Yep, and when he was living with the girls, that is when his really hardcore drug use came into play. Uh, You know, most people, you can smoke a lot of weed, you can drop acid a few times and be absolutely, totally fine. Totally cool. Totally cool. But those of you out there with schizophrenic tendencies like Richard Chase should probably shy away from the hallucinogenics. Now, it's impossible to know if Chase would have gone as far as he did had he not spent the late 60s and early 70s dropping acid, smoking weed every day, and doing a lot of speed, but we can definitely say that it did not help. The Grateful (laughs) Dead were not a good band, but they had a very long career. You know what I mean? And that shows that, that you can do all of these things and have at least... Longevity. Yeah. Look at George Clinton. Hmm. <laughs> what? That's but he was actually very talented, and he used crack cocaine. 
No, and George that gets Clinton it. Crack cocaine. Yes, George Clinton, crack cocaine, and that gives you the motivation. And that's oh, right. yes. whether you slit, you switch from acid to crack, then you you could be president. He used acid also, didn't he? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, of course. Uh, yeah, and most people and most people can't. But if you have already intense psychological problems, specifically stuff like yeah. schizophrenia and whatnot, hallucinogens, specifically acid, are gonna send you over the edge like it did Richard Chase. But look on the bright side. Look how. Think about how much money you're saving on drugs. God gave you acid in the brain to start with. No, one night Richard boarded up his bedroom door, locked himself in the closet, and boarded that door up too. When asked why he did it, he said it was because, quote, People were sneaking up on me from the inside. <laughs> so, so yeah, Richard, again, it's um. thank you so much for bringing that back whole bowl of insects to the <laughs> to the potluck the other night. Mm-hmm. The utilities are due. <laughs> I don't believe in electricity. Mm. My eyes see everything. <laughs> what do I need to plug in things for? I got ears. I got feet. I just wish they weren't on backwards. <laughs> Again, um, mm. please go. <laughs> but can you just one dime, ba- one dime bag before you go? <laughs> Another time, he walked out of his room completely nude, sat down, and started talking nonsense to his roommates. Actually, we've all had that happen to a college yeah. roommate at one point. At this point, Ben, are I you about to, to say that no, you've I'm done just, this? No, I'm just <laughs> saying at this point, he reminds me a lot of a young up-and-coming comedian in New York City Named. that all of us want, might know. <laughs> uh, you know. It doesn't seem like it's that horrific at this point. He's just having a good time. My friend actually did the exact same thing in college while tripping nuts he boarded himself in his room friday until sunday uh, he had a lot of drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the room do, and, but that's but the motivating like, factor yeah and another time during the party he spent uh, during a party he spent the whole night wriggling on the floor moaning and making strange noises i'm dancing this is my <laughs> dancing i'm having a good job anybody want to play twister i do it without the board he's good at it i mean other than the screaming about blood and people attacking him from the inside this is all pretty normal collegiate activities i mean this sort is like 1970 activities he's yeah. sort of like kramer yeah, he's like Kramer. he's a lot like Kramer. Because also the, the his one of his roommates' boyfriend had a band, and they would come practice, and they always had this problem with Richie coming in there with bongos. He wouldn't. He found these bongos, and he tried to play bongos along with the band, and they they eventually had to kick him out because he sucked at the bongos. They were like, "Well, we can't yeah. actually have him." He was like Yoko Ono. He was like Yoko, a little Andy Kaufman esque. That if that band was smart, they would have seen that he was going to be a killer kept him in the band and they would be famous today yeah they really right. would be oh, well, right. i mean uh, the thing is about richard chase though that's different from uh, a lot of these guys that we know just these weirdos that couldn't really handle their drugs these girls were terrified of richard chase yes of course they like, were he he was, was, they were like his hostages yeah they were pretty much his hostages and and they were afraid to even approach the possibility of asking him to leave so they just abandoned the apartment they just left and didn't look back. Imagine if oh Dahmer had roommates. Yeah. It's like the same thing, a young Dahmer. A, a person, because he hasn't even hit the big leagues of his killing sprees no, yet. He, th- this is mm. just the eggs of his killing sprees. <laughs> I could see Richard Chase pulling a Kevin Spacey at the end of Usual Suspects, though, and just like going into the shower as soon as they leave, cleaning up, like, perfect plan. <laughs> Unfortunately, ladies, I am actually a billionaire from Spain. <laughs> yeah. And if you had just stayed with me till January the 1st, you would have both each made 10 million dollars. Wow. But that teaches you to not trust your fellow man. Now, if, excuse me, 
I must dance to my favorite song. Turn on Talking Head, starts rolling around on the ground. <laughs> I'm dancing! I love it. I'm dancing! It's a twist! <laughs> something about him, like, knowing he's so rich, like, something's got to change. I, I think it's like the Richard. being super rich part. Yeah, I like him a little bit. No, it's around this time that Richard started complaining that shit was going wrong in his body. And none of his complaints about his body made any sense whatsoever. He said that his heart would stop beating every once in a while, just for little periods of time. He said that his stomach had been turned around backwards. And he said that bones were growing out of the back of his head. Now, I I have been in, mm. and I'm gonna. This is a bit of a too real moment for me, as, as you as what can happen. Is that I've had very intense anxiety episodes where I've thought that I've forgotten how to breathe. Like I put myself in the emergency room for a very very dark panic attack where I just couldn't. I thought I couldn't control my body. When the hell did you do that? This was in one of the first couple of years I had moved into New York. So I understand this sort of that break in reality where you start thinking that that horseshit. But what happened was I went to the emergency room to turn myself in because I thought I went to tell the doctors that I had forgotten how to breathe. To turn yourself in. Yes, basically. I went in there and an old man came in being helped by his son into the emergency room. They were helping him out, helping him out of the thing. And he, the, 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 the son turns to the father and he was just like, all right, just stand here for a second while I get the doctor. He leaves. The, the father just hits the ground face first and he's dead. They literally, the two huh. EMTs come out, pick him up, put him up on the stretcher, start hitting him with the paddles and shit in front of me while I'm in mid panic attack. And then my panic attack just went away <laughs> because I was like, oh, wow. I'm a fucking moron. You're fine. So, so this is you. We've been doing the podcast for a couple of years now. This is you. This is you saying. This is me saying right now. This is this is the best he's ever been. This is the most together I've ever been. I I had a chocolate stain on me so deeply embedded in my skin that my dermatologist thought it was cancer. <laughs> As Ben slowly walks out of the room, <laughs> no, of course, Richard, all of his uh, imagined medical ailments, his filthiness, it sounds very medieval. It is, yeah, it is yeah. like he needs to be bloodletted. I mean, who knows? He might have found a book on you know medieval scientific practices and he took that as fact you don't know what sorts of things a schizophrenic mind might glom onto but that is true he did have anatomy books that he was obsessed with yeah they were modern anatomy books yeah so he was looking at pictures of the human body I and mean, he just became fixated on himself like yeah. because obviously he felt like something was wrong like he knew something was wrong he's drinking blood he's screaming he's um his dancing, dancing is more like weird, an yeah. epileptic seizure he knows he doesn't fit in <laughs> yeah and so he's thinking right now it's a physical problem yeah and all of this made him extremely difficult to live with I'm even sure. from his what do you mean Yes, I, I can see that. I would like to also see Richard Chase on Soul. Um, what was it? Soul, not Soul Plane. Soul Train. Soul Train. Soul Train. Train. I remember Soul Train. That I is a classic forty-year-old reference. Perfect. <laughs> That's right around the time. It's timely to chase. <laughs> now, of course, like I said, makes him very difficult to live with. So after bouncing between his mother and father's places for a while, because, of course, he lost his apartment after the two girls moved out, he was eventually sent to Los Angeles to live with his grandmother. 
Here, Richard spent what we assume to be a fairly unremarkable year driving developmentally disabled kids back and forth to the school that his grandmother helped They run. just let uh. him drive the short bus. They just gave <laughs> him horrifying. the ward of all of these children. Him just drive around me like, you guys want to get ice cream? <laughs> he just bleeds Too all fucking over bad. Them. We're not getting ice cream. We're going to the blood store. <laughs> they pull into the ice cream shot. He's like, all right, fresh hot blood for everyone. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Tom, but I think that this is really your ice cream. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about, all right? Your brain is a turnip. Have some blood. I mean, it is truly horrifying stuff. This guy should not be driving a bus full of other a human beings. He should be driving a car with no. just himself in it. He drove the short bus to and from school every day yeah. for a year. But he, did he ever try to get any of these kids' blood? I feel like they might be easily uh, I don't easily think he targeted. Did. Well, he hadn't moved on to he, he wasn't he wouldn't move on to humans for another four years. His poor grandmother. No, you know, I mean, you, whenever you're a grandmother, whenever they send you the kid, it's never good news. No, never once. It's always either your children have died and there's no one to raise them and or it's the secret garden and he has a wasting disease <laughs> and he has to come yes. out there to spend times in the country air because the city air is making his eyes cloud. <laughs> That's it. Um, also, in, during this time period, he had lived with her once previously. The, she, during this, like, he is... A terror at home and a terror everywhere he's going. Yeah. He is. Uh, he was doing shit where he, he was constantly in and out of the doctor's office and the mental asylum. They were tra- checking him in, looking at him. When they, they, they were just talking, at the, he was constantly being sort of monitored. But everyone's right. just saying he's just being weird. He showed up at his mom's house, uh, screaming about how there were people following him. Took the phone from. She was trying to call the the hospital to uh, have them come pick him up. Took the phone from her, beat her with the phone. They like it was so the things that come to a head. He was already weird at his grandma's house. It's just that this last stint at his grandma's house, things got really weird. Yeah. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox.
You can take a minute now. You pet your dog. You're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for the little tiny mouths. They have little mouths but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats. And, oh, they love their life, and they love the, They love what BarkBox brings because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash L-E-F-T. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So shortly after his return, Richard ended up in the American River Hospital, where he told doctors that his heart and kidneys had stopped working, his pulmonary artery had been stolen, and that his blood had just stopped flowing completely. And this is also after Richard's been wandering around his grandmother's house for weeks, literally going, you're a good boy, Richard. You're a good boy. And that's real. Like him going, you're a good boy. Good boy. And then he would uh, wrap his head in towels and saran wraps filled with orange slices. <laughs> oh, that, that's kind of fun. He's like a little uh, glass of water. <laughs> and this is when doctors finally diagnosed him as a schizophrenic. It took a while. It took a while. It took, a while. It took until like 1973 or 74 for them to finally diagnose him officially as a schizophrenic. They told his mother, they said, he needs treatment, he needs care, but he's not a danger to himself or others. So uh. they released him back into the wild. And to be fair to the doctors, at this point, 
Yeah, he probably wasn't a danger to himself or others. He was just a pain in the ass weirdo. But they at did this know point. they did know about him sucking the blood out of cats and no, dogs, right? No, they didn't. Oh, no, he didn't mention they, that. No, he didn't mention any. They didn't know about any of that on this visit because okay. he took a few different visits to the mental asylum and real. And this one, he didn't mention any of that stuff. It was more of an in and out thing. Uh, and this was actually just a hospital. He wouldn't go into the mental asylum full force until about a year later. And he got even more delusional once he left the uh, American River Hospital. He accused his mother of poisoning his food. Uh, he said that she was controlling his mind. And all of these complaints were made to an imaginary friend that Richard had made. I mean, he sounds just like Eminem. That's like 90% of Eminem's raps are about the exact same thing. Interesting. So after all this, Richard's parents decided the best thing to do would be to get Richard his own apartment. Yeah. That is the best thing to do. Absolutely. Definitely isolate him. I think it's really, really important to take someone who's obviously very sick, covered in blood a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. killing animals, Mm -hmm. just... Let him have some him well, time. Now that you're officially diagnosed as a schizophrenic, it's time you get your independence. I don't need That's anybody. I'm like my own butler and also my own maid and my own security guard and my own deep, dark yeah, lord so of the malevolence. We'll just be going now. Okay, goodbye. So Richard spent his days riding his bike back and forth to the local rabbit farm. Richard would buy a rabbit, bring it home, butcher it, and either eat the rabbit raw, specifically the entrails, drink the blood or throw both into the blender and liquefy them and drink the whole thing down. Ooh, smoothie. He definitely had a lot of iron. <laughs> he did. He was kind of healthy in a strange way. <laughs> and all this was done because Richard believed that his heart was shrinking and that heart would disappear eventually if he didn't do anything about it. Now, psychology expert Christina says that this is an example of Cotard syndrome. And Cotard Mm. syndrome occurs when a person believes that they are a walking corpse or are alive and rotting from the inside or are missing important pieces of their anatomy like blood or organs. I thought that was being a comedian. Yeah, Mm. I mean, the first two, I think, are completely accurate. (laughs) Aren't we just rotting from the inside and walking corpses? Sort of. We're all pre-corpses. Yeah. Jeez, you fucking guys. I also want to say the people who do own the rabbit farm must have loved Richard Chase. What a business. You know what I like about him is that he'll not just buy the big ones. He'll buy the small ones and the sick ones. (laughs) That's great. Good for biz. Uh, Cotard syndrome. This is just as a little side note. This is also related to an Asian culture bound syndrome called Koro, in which a man believes that his penis is shrinking. And when his penis is gone... The man will die. That is also true. And the only cure for Koro is for the man to gorge on the penises of other animals. I think the important word in that sentence is gorge. gorge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is this idea that you could, if you eat a dick, you're going to get a dick? Gotta like, get I don't, that I don't, dick I don't replace it. the dick. Yeah, like your fucking inspector gadget. It's not how it works. <laughs> uh, well. there, and there's a female version, too, uh, except they believe that their nipples are disappearing. And when their nipples fully disappear, they will die. I think that huh. the human, that I think that the female breast can be beautiful without the nipple. You don't need a nipple. I do like it though. I the mean, nipple. The nipple's like my favorite part. Yeah. But if it was lost <laughs> due to injury or illness, I still find them to be beautiful. Yeah, you can put a little smiley face on it. You can just draw a nipple on it. <laughs> you can put a smiley face on it now, and the nipple's the nose. Yeah, you nose. can do that if it, if it wants that's to wear how glasses. You, that's how you do it. I put two eyeballs over it, so it looks like a surprise face. Ooh. <laughs> 
So anyways, (laughs) anyways, anyway, one night Richard's dad walked into Richard's apartment to find Richard sitting on his couch, pale as the dickens and only wearing shorts. Richard told his dad that he had bought a bad rabbit, thought that he had food poisoning. Because his dad would go over there to play cards with him, right? And they were like, hang out all the time. And his dad kept noticing he kept having these, these, these cages jammed with rabbits. Sure. And he asked him, what are you doing with these rabbits? And he's like, I'm eating them, father. <laughs> oh, gin. I've got gin. I guess it's what you do. A lot of people eat rabbits. It's not that crazy. It's not what you do. Not when you people eat rabbits. Obviously. You, don't, you do not take rabbits and butcher them in your one-bedroom apartment in Sacramento. Not, not usually. has a documented problem with blood drinking. Yes. If you have one of those specific problems, it seems to be, in my mind, you would not just having a bunch of just... Because at this point, they're not even rabbits anymore. I understand people who keep pets and stuff and they love yes. them, and they if they die or if they eat them, where you want to have symbiosis with nature, and you're eating the animals that you're taking care of. He just viewed them as sacks of blood with feet. <laughs> no, I understand. They he's were like living... juice boxes. Yes, I get that. He's living like Lenny from of Mice and Men. If Lenny was in the city, if Lenny was a vampire. And, well, we didn't. He didn't get the chance to be a vampire, did he? Because no. he was no. murdered, wasn't he? Right. In cold blood. So then, if he was a vampire, it was like George was a little Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the dad comes over to Richard's place. Richard's pale, says he bought a bad rabbit, Rabbit says he has food poisoning. So they go to the hospital, and when doctors examined Richard, they found that he was indeed sick, but it wasn't from food poisoning. Rather, it was blood poisoning brought on because Richard had injected himself with the blood of a rabbit because he thought that he had eaten a rabbit who had eaten battery acid and that battery acid had seeped through the walls of his stomach into his flesh and the only thing that could cure the battery acid rabbit blood was clean rabbit blood. This is the second worst case we've seen today. The first worst case was this Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> he came in covered in chocolates. I'm like Augustus Gloop. <laughs> Now, after the rabbit acid incident, Richard was finally committed to a mental institution. Oh God. God. Yeah, I mean, Jesus how many years Christ. does it take? I guess it takes it takes a solid dozen visits. <laughs> yes. How many rabbits must be drained of blood and injected into this man's body before they, they get him help? Two days later, he escaped by running out of the front door. Uh, well, shut the door! He is very skinny. Just, he was slippery. It does again. He ran out of the front so, door. He, there, he didn't sneak out the window like Bundy. There's so many times when he is just running away, and he is very slippery. He is very hard to get a hold he's of. Literally slick with blood. <laughs> I, I just so. want to also reiterate again is that we're having a good time with all this stuff, right? As normal, we have our chuckles, we laugh. This man is real. This shit is real. Yeah. He was literally covered in blood. Yeah. He was real. He was an actual person. All this stuff Ugh. is true. This is 100% true. He, this is where he got so this is where he got the nickname Dracula. Yeah, he was transferred to he, they caught him. They brought him back. So like, oh, let's go to a place with a lock on the front door." They transferred him to a different facility where he earned the nickname Dracula because Richard when he talked, 
He only talked about blood. He yeah. literally only talked about blood. And killing animals. He said that rabbits, he liked killing rabbits because they were like little machines. I do like this. Get rid of that Twilight idea of, uh, of uh, Dracula. Get rid of the, uh, the, the Gary sexy, Oldman, the sexy, yeah, the Dra- sexy Dracula. This is Dracula. This is Dracula. Yeah, this is like the Nosferatu Dracula. I this like is it like better. hiding in a ditch, jumping out, and grabbing people by the neck. There's nothing sexy about it whatsoever. I no. do like this story. Is that while even while in the, he was killing animals within the hospital, and they said when they found him, at one time in his they found him one day with fresh blood all over his face and they checked his room and they found birds with their necks broken inside of his windows right he had them and he was ripping off their heads and sucking the blood out of them and they said Richard what the hell is going on here meanwhile he's matted with feathers and blood they were like Richard what's going on here what have you been doing here and he's like I cut myself shaving. <laughs> that is true story. It's like a cartoon cat trying to eat Tweety Bird. But it's like the real version of that. So he's just hiccuping feathers. He is living like a Looney Tunes, but with all of the gore associated with real Looney Tunes. Interesting. <laughs> well, Chase likely suffered from what is now known as Renfield Syndrome, named after the Dracula character who ate bugs to try to absorb their power. Renfield Syndrome, admittedly, it is not in the DSM-5, but it is an acceptable diagnosis for somebody who is constantly talking about covering themselves with and getting hard from blood. (laughs) I mean, if he could have just, I don't even know, I don't even know what he could have done. Maybe just fill a tub with blood and go in it every now and again. How do you get the blood? All the rabbits. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that eventually you, you got to get, get the blood. Yeah, but you can get blood. You can. I mean, when I was in Wisconsin deer hunting, he would have loved it. Uh, buckets and buckets of blood he mm-hmm. could have played with. Yeah, but that's only a couple of times per season. I guess oh, you refrigerate And you have to catch the deer. No, we, well, go back, we go back home. We got a deer problem right now. We got a cull coming up. Man, that motherfucker could kill like five or six deer a day. He would have enough blood to last him through the winter. Well, bully for you. <laughs> he would have been happy. Richard Chase would have been happy in Texas. Yeah, he actually he actually probably would have been. We would have mm. given him a job. Just go to the slaughterhouse. He gets a job like the hitchhiker in Texas Chainsaw Master. Totally. Like Chop Top. Get him a job at the slaughterhouse. True. Absolutely. And he loves the dry heat. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> got to pay him in cash because he's already getting paid him what he loves. And he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't understand money. Doesn't yeah. need it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com 
slash last pod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety clack, right? Slack. Same things to my employees. All of my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hi, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So Renfield syndrome has three stages. The first is the patient cutting themselves and drinking their own blood. The second is the zoophagia stage in which a person consumes animal blood. The third stage is, of course, moving on to the blood of humans. Never get to the third stage. Never get to the third Don't stage. Don't do the second stage. <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could stay at the second stage. I like a rare stick. <laughs> yeah, but you're not drinking, you're eating the steak. And that's not blood, that's something different altogether. You guys don't wring it out of your mouth like it's a towel filled with fucking booze? No, you're not, you're not a dirty table. No. <laughs> the third stage is, of course, moving on to the blood of the humans, which Richard Chase would graduate to soon after his release on September 29th, 1976. This release was against the strong disapproval of everyone on the staff, except for Richard's doctor, 
who said he had developed, quote, good socialization and had a realistic view of his problems. He's draining birds of blood in his room. Well, meanwhile, the whole time, Richard's also screaming, I'm not, he, I'm, I'm here for food poisoning. <laughs> like, you guys just are broken me here because I had a stomach ache. Like, he's screaming like that. But his mom also mm. had a very big, they had a very traditional Irish Catholic household where the problems were there, but no one wanted to talk sure. about them. Yeah. And so what they had here was a, a, a sense of denial, a, a state of denial. So extreme because the mom is, was instrumental in getting him out a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. She would go and say, he doesn't belong in there. I can take care of him at home. But meanwhile, the, she would get him. He would be a hassle for a couple of days and then they would send him back to his apartment that were, they were renting for yeah, him. Yeah. And, and not only that, but they... She eventually weaned him off of his medication because she said he didn't need it. Wean him off the blood because she said <laughs> keep him on the medication. But she said that he walked around like a zombie. That's why they, she didn't like it because the problem is again yeah. it's the 1970s. They don't have the same now, the the medication at the time is literally just stupefying them, right? And she's like putting him in like a like a coma like state walking around. But mo mostly this is because if he wasn't in a coma, he'd be cutting people's fucking faces off. Yeah. He should walk around like a zombie. That's what he is. Yeah, he so is a zombie. He is a zombie Dracula. Yeah, because that's how schizophrenia uh, medication works, is that, you know, it blocks the flow of dopamine. And also... So, I mean, certain schizophrenia medications, it blocks the flow of dopamine uh, into the brain, which is what fuels the schizophrenia, So, yeah. which is why certain schizophrenia medications may make somebody feel a little bit and uh, look a little bit like a zombie. But a zombie is better than somebody walking around with a bunch of, like, rabbit heads Strung around his neck in a well, fucking string. It depends. In the in the, if he was in the forest or something, maybe he's the king. Uh, who knows? <laughs> but true. I mean, it what, was heads. What, what was the? I mean, I used to take some medication as well, and I feel the same way. It did sort of zombify you, a zombify you. But what was the character trait that his mother so badly wanted to get back in Richard Chase? Was she like Richard? You're just not like the same. You know, filth-covered monster you used to be. What did she want? He's dancing. <laughs> oh, she wanted... I remember when he used to shake on the ground. Oh, where's that, Richard? Dance like no one should be watching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they also... The court awarded them uh, a conservatorship after Richard was released uh, this last time from uh, the mental health ward, but they just allowed it to expire. And they he was... So, Richard Chase... It, it's August 1977. He's off his medication. His own mother has told him that he does not need it, that he is fine without it. He is what? living alone. His parents are paying his rent, but barely checking in on him. So shit's about to go and what's important, yeah. too, is that, like, as much as he did horrible shit, as we'll find out, Richard Chase was also in an, in an, in an incredible amount of pain. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, this is a person that's constantly suffering. The other, it's either between coma and suffering. This person is, like, it, there's something about that that will cause somebody to pop eventually in some way, shape, or another, either running out in a traffic or, as we're right. going to see, killing seven people. Yeah, no one wants to change places with Richard Chase. No. God knows what's going on in his head. There's no way that he loves himself in any way or whatever. Mm -mm. So on August 3rd, 1977, tribal police were called out after a car had been reported abandoned near Pyramid Lake on the Walker River Reservation in Nevada. There, they found a 1966 Ford Ranchero with Ooh. a bumper sticker that said, I'd rather be flying. Cool. Stuck in the sand. Tell me, oh. do you have any of the bumper stickers that say, I'd rather be drinking blood in order to get more blood inside of my own penis? <laughs> well, Richard, we have this one that says, I'd rather be flying. I'll take it. <laughs>
Now inside the car, they found a loaded 30-30 rifle and a 22 rifle, both stained with blood. That's the other thing we didn't mm. quite bring up, his fascination with guns. Ah, uh, yes. Has, was, has been building Good. up throughout this whole thing because during this is also a, a part of uh, California where there are a lot of people taking pot shots at shit. They yeah. have this thing called skiffling yeah, where they skiffling. would shoot into a river. That's yeah. it? That's the game. That's <laughs> the game? Is that a game? You ever done it? Skiffling or riffling? Shooting into a river? Yeah. I you ever done it? Shooting in a river. I'll throw dynamite in a river. I yeah. Shoot the river. Shoot the river. Can't kill water. You throw shit out into the river. You throw like melons out well, into the- Well, now we're talking. Yeah, you you throw didn't melons. tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just shooting the water. I mean, you can do that. You can shoot the water. There is something satisfying about seeing the water jump. It's just really rough when your like, uncle draws a bunch of Asian-looking faces on them being like, we brought the war home. Right. There's a non-flashback <laughs> right in front of your eyes. No. Mm. Well, that's very good. A perfect storm of events here. Yeah, and Richard was able to get, you know, guns very easily. Very easily. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> extremely easily. Okay. Uh, and next to the guns was a pair of bloody tennis shoes and a blood-soaked pile of clothes. And on the floor of the car was a white plastic bucket with a liver inside sitting in a pool of fresh blood. <sighs> now, using their binoculars, the tribal police spotted Richard Chase naked, perched on a large rock about a half mile away. And when the cops approached him, he took off like a shot, but was soon caught by a police officer on an ATV. He was covered in blood, smeared across his chest and face, under his armpits, and poured into his ears. When the cops asked him where the blood came from, Richard said, It's seeping from me. <sighs> God. And Chase was taken back to the station for questioning. And it was found out that the liver actually belonged to a cow and not a human. Oh. He was let go once more. Four months later, just a few days after Christmas, Richard Chase would commit his first murder. Now, there's a couple oh. of insects. So he was not well. But the thing no, is, no, is that not they, even close. They, I do love the fact that they literally just can't keep him. And they, again, the excuse is you can't arrest somebody for being weird. That is <laughs> what they can't. said, which is true. Yeah, you it's can't, true. You can't. He didn't take it. You... And, it, and it's also 1977. But was you it know? his cow? Was there was there a farmer that this cow belonged to that would uh, want to press charges? No. no way to check. No way I mean, to check. There's, a, yeah. there's one cow with its guts ripped out missing a liver. No, no. That's. I mean, that can go missing for like that can go undiscovered for years. Wolves. Also, they said <laughs> he, is, but, he is the wolf. I but guess. apparently, in hindsight, the police were like they didn't check his records, and they said if they had really checked his records and see how many times he had been checked into mental hospitals and to, like if they had really done an exhaustive thing on like a researcher to him, they probably would have held him. But at the time, there's so many hippies wandering around. Yeah, and so it's like he looks like he's got long, scraggly hair. Right. He's out there weird. He is obviously on either like he didn't appear to be on drugs, but I mean he wasn't on drugs, but he definitely appeared to be on drugs. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's a naked white man on an Indian reservation perched on a rock. He's going to be, it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy's on drugs. He's on drugs. Let well, him fucking get, kick him out of here. I'm sick of having these guys in the cells because all they do all like is sing fucking Jefferson Starship. And I'm yeah. sick of hearing that song about the, who built this thing. Yeah, who did build it, though? Yeah, I mean, I guess he should have been on drugs. That would have helped him out. I guess. Pharmaceuticals. Now, his first attempt, Richard Chase's first murder attempt, would be actually unsuccessful. On December 27th, 1977, a woman named Dorothy Polinsky was doing her dishes at 6.30 p.m. when she heard a sharp pop, followed by breaking glass, and immediately felt a streak of heat pass right above her skull. 
the bullet had passed through the tight bun Dorothy wore her Ooh. hair in and had lodged itself in the back of an open kitchen cabinet. That bullet would match the gun that Chase would use the very next day. Now, there is some there's some belief here that the reason why he started Amplified to this point is that his parents would not let him home for Christmas. Yeah. And this led distinctly from an act in which he took the family cat, blew its brains out in front of his mother, and smeared the blood all over himself. She told the father that mm. he shot the cat in the head, didn't tell him the whole story about smearing the blood all over himself like he was hiding himself in a camouflage of a wall of blood. <laughs> right, of course. Um, and, and, told, and so they said, no more, he can't be at the house anymore. Yeah. He came in co- for a couple of days after, since that incident. Mm. That was like the 20th of December. He, he cut his hair, he shaved, he started dressing normally, he started acting really normally. He started walking around saying, like, guys, I think I'm feeling better. I'm starting to feel good. He started talking about looking for a job. Meanwhile, he is getting guns, buying ammo, doing all stuff mm. over the next couple of days. So he premeditated all of this shit. It started happening in his head, and then he started firing at people. And the, like, it's even more terrifying because the music of the time on the radio would just be like jingle bells and like Santa's sleigh. No, it's you, awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's, in it's a all, bad way. So this is all Christmas music playing this entire time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So on December 28th, Chase took his Ford Ranchero to the streets of Sacramento with his 22 in hand to try again. Not too far from Chase's apartment, Richard drove by and spotted 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin unloading groceries from the trunk of his car. Ambrose's wife later reported that she heard two loud pops. She turned around to see her husband slump to the ground. Hmm. While the first bullet missed the target completely, the second hit Ambrose Right in the chest. So he didn't have a uh, he a, a desire to kill women necessarily. He it w- didn't matter. It we, didn't no, matter. It for was him. A, there was no. It so did not matter. At this, at so all he didn't take he that. He, he didn't take that lack of boner rage and and blame women for it. No, he's he did sort of internalize see, it. He's been thinking about it for a long time. So he's starting to scratch, yeah. and then you kind of see where where those feelings come. And he was getting a lot of thrill because they like from just doing little mayhem bits. And he also had been walking up to people's homes. That's a one the, another part of the lead up here is that he's been walking and and stalking people. And they said yeah. they would see him around the neighborhood in people's backyards, staring at them through the windows and shit that like that. Like so Michael Myers. Yes, he started really like doing the thing that we talk about with all serial killers allowing himself the little things that will build towards murder right. mm-hmm. and and this was this is one of those the, one of those periods he's was very ill sort of that robert durst in the jinx when he just starts uh, um going outside of his brother's house on a regular basis. Another weird fact about Ambrose being shot is that he got shot, and his family were like, he's having a heart attack. And then he was just like, I've been shot. I've been shot. And they're they're like, he's having a heart attack. (laughs) Like, they were literally just not listening. He's like, listen to me. You know his wife, like, every dinner, he was just like, (laughs) every wife, or every dinner, he's like, I'll have a second steak. And she's like, you're going to have a heart attack one of these days. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more likely to get shot in the chest. I just don't want him to be right. Now, this being a completely random killing, cops were desperate for any clues. And what did desperate cops do in the 70s when they didn't have any leads? They brought in the hypnotist. Hello, I will solve your crime using the power of the mind. Voila, you're a chicken. A one, two, three, presto. Now you think you're a cardboard box. Ha ha! How many are dead? 
Well, we couldn't we couldn't find a group of teenagers with a talking dog. One, two, so three, I guess now we'll... you don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. Okay. Hypnotize. <laughs> Easy to do. That'll do. Well, the reason why they brought in the hypnotist was that a 12-year-old boy had reported that the day after the shooting, a guy in his mid-20s had fired a gun at him from a brown Pontiac Trans Am. The boy couldn't remember any other details besides that, so the hypnotist was brought in. Now... Pay attention to the hypnodisc and a one. You're feeling sleepy. And a two, my hand is upon your knee. Ignore it. Number three, <laughs> hand slowly moving up to your hip pocket. Number four, slowly going to sleep. You do not care that my hand is in the band of your pants. Number five. All right. Does the hypnotist have to be a pedophile, Henry? Good God. Can you have one character that doesn't end? I don't mean it to be. <laughs> you do mean it. You made it up. That is kind of where your mind... Always goes. We got to break him out of it, Marcus. I don't know to. what to do with what got into him. It's just already. something about boys that you just can't stop talking. If about. you do anything wrong, we are all going to be complicit because <laughs> these are all warning signs we're supposed to pick up on. A boy is just a man. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we are moving on. Well, after a long session, the boy recalled a license plate number 219 EEP. But as we know, Richard Chase, he's a ranchero guy. I so, do know that. <laughs> what? So his like his said he had a, like one of those vanity plates that said like too legit. Yeah. <laughs> ranchero. I'd rather be in my ranchero. I would love to see him do a commercial for them. Yeah, sometimes I ride my ranchero around. It's kind of feel like uh, my blood isn't enough. <laughs> You ever feel your blood's not enough? Well, you know what, Becky? They're just really fuel efficient. I think I'm going to buy one. <laughs> so since Richard is a ranchero guy, that lead went nowhere, and nothing else would be known of the identity of the killer until Richard was caught. And so next week we will be back with some of the most Ugh. brutal, some of the most disgusting, some of the most disturbing murders that we have ever covered. I mean, Albert Fish, mm. it's a long game. Like, think about Albert mm. Fish as, like, say, like, Radiohead. Like, they put out, like, I a do ton. think about that. I, <laughs> I do think about do. it like that. Yeah. Like An they, acquired taste. <laughs> and with all, the, uh, with all the metal rods up his butthole, he could probably be a radio. You hang up, you set him up next to an amplifier, or there will be interference. <laughs> yeah. Or Actually, no, I'd say Albert Fish, kind of like the Talking Heads. Long, storied career. Sure. Really, sure. Is, uh, really consistent throughout. Yeah, Richard Chase is like television. Two fucking amazing albums. Bam, bam. And then out. I'd say he's, there, he's more like a... Hoobastank. <laughs> you know what I mean? The analogy. I'm going to say he's like Limp Biscuit because he couldn't get hard. Interesting. Fred Durst can't get hard? No, Fred Dur I have no idea. Actually, we did look at one of those sites one day. It's like that. Remember when we were on our way to yes. Ed's mom's funeral? Yes. We were, we were yes. on our way to Ed's mom's funeral, and we were looking at a, a, a blog, Rockstar's dick a rock size. Yes, 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 yes. Because it, it, people deal with grief differently. Yes. yes. I yes. forget what uh, Fred Durst was. Well, he, he, he was average. He was uh, average. And then who was the one that was really good? Slash had a good one. Yeah. Oh, most of them. See oh, Danzig, I believe, had a very tiny Very tiny. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danzig had a tiny Anyway. One. Okay, yeah. so Richard Chase, we are getting to the uh, yeah. The next episode is going to be grisly and brutal. This was just great background information though on this guy. Yeah, well, I just hope you guys feel that you have enough blood because <laughs> you do. If your roommate dances on the floor, but like his back is on the floor, then you gotta you gotta kick him out. Yeah. Unless they're like a b boy, 
Yeah. Oh, and they're professionally oh, yeah. trained That's at dancing good, on yeah. the floor. Yes. This is one of those times where we can literally say the magic is inside of you the yes. entire time. Oh, my goodness. Believe in yourself. Um, all right. Amazing. Can't wait for next week. You can uh, get pills for your dick. Yes, don't kill. Just don't kill anybody Just ever kill for, anybody. for any reason. Um, I want to thank everybody. Uh, we want to thank everybody. We did the Reddit Ask Me Anything this week, and, I mean, it was amazing. We had so many questions. Marcus, you said we got a bunch of upvotes. Yeah, we uh, we were on the front page of Reddit. It was fucking amazing. That's I, I know you two don't care, but this is huge. It I mean, really of course cool. I care. I, I don't know don't, what it means. I don't really know <laughs> yeah. what it means. Either. I don't say yeah. You, neither one of you guys know really know what that means. But yeah, it, it's it's a pretty uh, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Because uh, I went as Reddit this morning, there was like a picture of a dog on there. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, a yeah, read yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah. We'll read the dog. No, we way past. Us. Was Richard yeah. Chase drinking the dog's blood? No, it was like uh, a dog, nothing. and it was just like this dog's got a face like Bob's Burgers, and it was just like up there, and it was way past us. But I mean, seriously, we we almost broke the uh, the Cave Comedy Radio website from all the people that that went and uh, checked us out. Thanks everyone for uh, asking questions. You know, we got to as many as we could in the time that we had. Uh, Next time we do it, we're going to do it for a lot longer and get to a lot more of your questions. Uh, Thank you guys so much for participating in that. That was fucking amazing. And I personally want to thank everyone who's been voting for Marcus and myself and Henry uh, for elected office. Thank you, Uh, Henry. You beat Russ Feingold out in Wisconsin for uh, for I believe it's Senate, and uh, Marcus is the VP. I'm currently, I got, I got two presidential nods. So, I mean, this is working out. Marcus might kill me. And then mm-hmm. when Marcus dies, Henry, you're the president. I will put this, I will abdicate the throne to whoever wants it. <laughs> if I, if, if, they, if literally, if the thing happens in designated survivor and everybody's oh dead and I have yeah. to be president, whoever gives me $100 is president. That's it? Yeah. All right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for all your write-ins. And we also want to, we've been getting some ridiculously amazing shit in the mail lately. Oh my god. And unfortunately, like I don't have the names in front of me, but I want to thank whoever sent us the Ambrosia Chocolate Company oh, sign so that good. we have up in the studio, whoever sent us the Ted Bundy uh painting that says I'm not your boy toy. It's pretty great. That's a deep cut reference. We love it. Uh I want actually I can thank this person personally because they wrote their name on it. I want to thank Jason Matsy's for this handmade skull totem, Fuck which yeah. is fucking amazing. I mean, this is like murder weapon weight. Yeah, it's like 20 pounds. Yeah, it's fucking great. And thanks to everybody uh, who uh, supports this, uh, not just by like sending us cool shit online, uh, it's cool shit in the mail, but those of you who support us on our Patreon, uh, if you want to give to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash last podcast on the left. Even a dollar helps. Every tiny little bit helps us to uh, realize our hopes and dreams. And we're mm. living them every day, y'all, because of you. Every day. Thank you guys so much for supporting all the shows here on CCR as well. I mean, everything is just crushing it, and we really appreciate it. Abelgan's Top Half for Politics, Roundtable of Gentlemen, Sex and Other Human Activities, Page 7, Lucky Bone Show, Man. and uh, check out Holden McNeely's show, Wizard and the Bruiser, for all your, I guess it's video game related. I, I guess mean, it's, it's, it's video all video games. games, comic books, all nerd stuff. All, all nerd that. stuff. Nerd. Believe it or not, Holden's doing a nerd podcast. I'm not going to call it nerd horseshit, but I am going to say it's a... <laughs> no, it's you a, can say that. Yeah. Can, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> like ours is evil horseshit. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. So check out our live stream. We're back yeah. uh, this Friday, 7.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time and adultswim.com. It's going to be the shit. I can't really, yep. I'm really excited for it. Tonight, we're going to have a bit of a preview. Uh, check it out. I don't know when that's going to be. No. That's what's fun about Adult Swim. You never <laughs> don't know. know when it's going to be, uh, but yeah. it's going to play sometime. We're going to do, we're setting up your Halloween night uh, viewing pleasures for yourself. And also, um, please 
the support I got from the first episode of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell uh, meant a fuck ton of me. I really am so proud of this third season. We have so much work with, left to do. So please watch if you can. Support right at Adult Swim. The same thing for, for us. Keep us alive for the live yep. stream. Um, so it's uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is on Sundays at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Cartoon Network. Please ch- check it out. Tell Adult Swim to hire last podcast of the left. Yep. It's really That's it's, it. it means yeah. a lot. We, honestly, we rely on you for everything because yeah. believe it or not, a true crime show that's, you know, a comedy all about someone like Richard Chase, it's a tough pitch. I've been told without the audience. We were in a pitch room yeah, you, the other day and we were having a great time laughing and all this stuff. It's just like we were really talking about the show and all this stuff. And I brought up an idea about boy murderers. Again. And, and I didn't mean to. And it was literally the only thing we told him to not bring I up. I just forgot. It was the only thing How do you forget that. It was that? the only thing we said don't bring up boy I, murders. I just said boy murder and Twice. every and the room just went. Not weird. you didn't just say boy murder, you went into boy murder ideas. I did. You expanded I, upon boy murder. <laughs> well, what do you want? What do you know? That's well, my we don't job. anyway. I'm so, a content creator. You are uh, <laughs> mostly uh, about subject matter that is impossible to produce. And speaking of ways that uh that you guys can uh, help us out. Uh we've still got, we've got a few live shows coming up. Um Portland the first, the night show of Portland sold out, but guess what? We added a second show to Portland, Woo. so if you missed out uh, on tickets for the night show, you can check out the earlier one. Uh, Seattle, we've only got a few tickets left on that. Seattle is without a doubt going to sell out, just like Boston did. Yeah. Boston has already sold out, but good news to everybody that missed out on that one. We're adding a second show. Yeah. And nice. tickets will be on sale for that and every other show that we're doing at cavecomedyradio.com slash live and we're about to announce I think three or four more uh, including dates in Canada, Missouri, California, uh, Texas, we're coming to a lot of different fucking places. Beautiful in the next Missouri. Few beautiful, I love Missouri. Beautiful Missouri. I, I do truly love Missouri. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. I'm going to throw out a hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Uh, hail Gein. Hail me. Uh, let's do a Magustalations. Magustalations. And have a happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did we say this this Washington, D.C. this weekend? Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, we're, it's sold out. We'll it's see. Out. Out. Oh, but either way, we're going to go late. to the bars afterwards. <laughs> Just hang out. Come meet us. It'll be fun. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 